Good morning and welcome to the Ancient World Morning Show. Today we have a special coffee. We have a real cafetier coffee, which is just tastes amazing. So hope you're having a great coffee. And um, this morning we're going to do a little bit in the true Renaissance ideal. We're going to have two different parts. One is the Dante, the Purgatory Chapter 7. And the other one is more about science and about uh, the universe and consciousness for the uh, to create this this nice balance and, and combination of arts and sciences. So first thing is then the Purgatory, chapter 7. And so Dante and Virgil, they just met Sordello. And then he is the, he, they have a quick conversation. And then Sordello is showing them the Valley of Princes. So from the beginning, so Sordello is very interested in Virgil. Uh, and even more first because he's from uh, the same town like Mantova, Mantua in Italian. And then the second reason is that Sorello discovers that Virgil is the great poet Virgil, and Sorello is very concerned about prestige and status, so he he really li likes this. And then he just ignores Dante for the rest of this canto. Um, so then. Uh, and Virgil just says about himself, I am Virgil, the reason I lost heaven was through no other fault than lack of faith. That This was the answer my guide gave that shade. And then he also explains then, uh, Sorello wants to know, tell me if I am worthy of your words, are you from hell? And if so, from what word? And then Virgil explains again, through all the circles of the realm of grief have I come here, he said. A heavenly power showed me this road, and with its aid, I come. This sentence is very important. So, heavenly power, this is Virgin Mary. She's the one who sets the whole comedy in motion, because she sees Dante down in the wood. Uh, and then, to show me the, this road, so this, this is like an incredible meta deep in this, because like the road is to, it's about learning, it's about ascent, it's about um, understanding more and gradually evolving and growing through the intellectual life and then through the spiritual life. So a heavenly power. And then like as Virgin Mary is the symbol of a spiritual birth. So that's the power that has like Virgil's, like in terms of the, <laughs> in terms of the work, like the quest for the spiritual birth is what is prompted the whole, the whole uh, narrative to start. And that's what Virgil is then just repeating and reminding us of. And that is the aid through through the through the story. And then Virgil continues, not what I did, but what I did not do cost me the sight of that high sun you seek, whose meaning was revealed to me too late. So it's it's nice to just also remember that uh, Virgil is a pagan. So he's he's a great hero, the big epic poet of the Roman Empire, but he's still a pagan and and then also being then the guide of Dante. So and the virtual wants to know how can we find the quickest way to reach the place where purgatory truly starts. So the impatience here is also a part of this like you don't want to waste time. Once you've found a good path, there is an impatience and an urgency to to learn more and to improve because it's joyful and it's a it's a it's an increasing quality of life and it just improves all aspects of, of your life. So then um this is 
uh, they're coming to it's getting later in the afternoon so then Sordello says they had to stop he says but see the day is coming to an end at night it is forbidden to ascend so we should think of some good place to rest so they have a quite uh, like a short conversation about this what do you mean my guide said if a soul started to climb at night would he be stopped or would he simply find he could not move so Dello drew his finger along the ground answering look after the sun has set you could not go a step beyond this line there's nothing that prevents our going up except the darkness and the shadows this alone afflicts the will with imp impotence we can indeed go down the slope and roam as far around the mountain as we wish as long as the horizon locks out the day so the symbolism here is that uh, the light is illumination or uh, kind of an, an intellectual enlightenment or a, a way of learning so it's not possible to kind of move further up <laughs> up the mountain or in the process of renewal without the enlightenment so and then kind of just like the inspiration knowledge and and life that is coming from the from the light and the sun in this case so when that goes down it stops so then sodello is showing them the resting place which is uh, the valley of the princess so you have some beautiful poetry here now we will go the shade announced to us to where the mountain falls into a lap there we will wait until a new day comes a winding path that was not very steep led to a point upon the hollow's rim where the side sloped to less than half its height think of fine silver gold cochineal white lead indian wood glowing and deeply clear fresh emerald the instant it is split the brilliant colors of the grass and flowers within that dale would outshine all of these as nature naturally surpasses art and then i heard salve regina sitting there upon the grass and flowers i saw souls hidden till then below the valley's rim and then the next uh, the rest of the canto is just a, a presentation so you have 13 different princes and they are then the, they are negligent negligent so um they're still waiting in the anti-purgatory in part because they they have the excuse that they were too busy with being um, rulers <laughs> so they didn't have enough time to devote themselves to uh, the spiritual life and to devotion to, to to the bigger bigger and deeper questions of life so you have um, 13 different contemporary mostly princes uh, you also have one from britain you have uh, henry of england sitting there all by himself king of the simple life whose branches bear him better fruit by far so that's all for the chapter seven and dante and we're getting close to the main gate where they kind of you have the shift the whole purgatory is in many ways divided into three parts you have the anti-purgatory like the beginning and the anti-purgatory then you have the real purgatory and then you get the garden of eden on top so uh the second part of this episode will be now about science and consciousness and the universe so it's a bit of a <laughs> switching gears here um so we read a really great essay by uh, greg goth here on uh, exiting the cave so it's called the red herring of panpsychism so the main takeaway for in in this context is about uh, not panpsychism in itself but one of the premises here which is from the beginning 
so this is more about like looking, having a second look at science and the boundaries of science. So it says, uh, the journey for me really began ironically with the philosophy of science. You see, modern science is committed to a belief that the world is explainable all the way down, as the saying goes. In other words, there is an inherently intelligible order to nature that functions as the major, first major premise of every scientific argument. The world behaves according to reason. And then you have this obvious big question, well, where, how do we fit in <laughs> to this uh, perfectly un uh, explainable universe? when we have problems understanding consciousness, for example. So uh, the the point that is made here is that I have co become convinced of a, a dichotomy in the way that we think about the universe. We have discovered, sorry, we have divorced ourselves from it in order to concoct a story about a lifeless machine that was wound up like a clock and set into infinite motion. At some point in the distant past, by who knows what, but we are powerless to know now, and so we shouldn't bother to care. Uh, but this narrative rely, relies entirely on the initial divorce. So just wanted to put this little thought into this <laughs> as a little morning uh, thing to ponder. Like we're so used to think like this, that the whole in a scientific and material uh, way we think of the universe as a big clockwork that is just like matter in motion and they guided by physical laws and, and we explain the whole giant machinery like that. But we also then put ourselves outside of it because if you want to explain this maybe if you think of like let's say i have no another solar system where you have conscious beings walking around then it would be more more <laughs> clear that you have to think about that well is this also then a part of the universe and then how did, did this come about so it's not uh, there's no definite answers to this but it's just a it's a thing that's often overlooked but it is important so there's some other great points made here. It's like, why, uh, why is it the case that the universe is in fact intelligent and intelligible as opposed to simply being a lifeless clockwork? And that is kind of where, <laughs> that, that is the point where you have to start looking a little bit at spiritual knowledge or wisdom or, or theology or just if, if you want to or if you're interested, that's, that is the little bridge into bigger questions that are also inspiring, fun, full of interesting knowledge and beauty. And uh, back to this thing that these are things you can kind of have a look at and start gradually uh, trying to learn a little bit. And then once you have a little foothold and then you can have a little process, then you're back to this um, kind of trying to understand or like this journey or adventure into more of the mysterious uh, and and uh, symbolic and spiritual parts of 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 your your mind and and the world, uh, and then you can just discern and gradually try to understand little bits of it. And it becomes almost addictive once you start doing it, because some things you can actually learn, some things will still remain a mystery. So that's a part of the the joy of this journey. So um, we're going to end it there, and uh, I'm going to put a link to the essay in the description. And as always, hope you're having a great morning. A great coffee, maybe a strong coffee today. It's, it's a bit gray weather up here, so <laughs> we needed a strong one. And um, hope you have some nice plans for the day. And as always, just thank you so much for listening. And uh, see you again soon.